to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast, no longer the undefeated podcast. This is the 12 and 1 Fighting Irish ND talk radio people, guys. 12, 12 and 1. <clears throat> the season ends. It ends. All good things must come to an end. We yeah. got some news for you later in the show as well, relative to that. But uh, that, uh, I've yet to reach a thousand followers on Twitter. There's still time. I think at, we should run it until the national championship game. But like this is last minute. At, all right. At Andy McFly. At Andy McFly. Give him his propers. Very very few spots left before if you want to be one of the original thousand people. Yeah. Right. You remember when the, those rapture, old, when the rapture comes? You remember you the want old tops football number. cards, and it had like the uh, finials and the pillars and all the the gothic like uh, one thousand yard rusher mm-hmm. card, and it had like the green border with all the yeah, shit around right. the outside. We'll make you one of those one thousand followers. Yeah, the, when when the second coming occurs, you would like your serial number to be less than a thousand. That that's totally OG, right? If you're like, oh, I'm twelve thousand fourteen, <clears throat> nobody cares about that, right? So there's still time. There's a week left before the national championship, and as soon as I hit a thousand, I'm shutting down Twitter. And shutting right? it down. I'm shutting it down. So shut her down. Oh man. Speaking of things getting shut down, let's talk Jeez. about Notre Dame and their performance in the the national championship semifinal, the Cotton Bowl. If you're unaware, Notre Dame lost thirty to three. I was getting shit via text today from a Purdue guy, and I was like, "Don't even get me started about Purdue." And he's like, "At least we got in the end zone." Yeah, that's yeah, not much consolation when, you, when you're kind of the, you know, you're kind of the Johnny come lately in the football season. And it's like, yeah, you know, Auburn's kind of down. I mean, we'll give him yeah. a fair shit. Yeah, like, we'll dude, s- come on. Spot him 60. Come on. Let's play your game at one thirty in the afternoon. And well, you know what I mean? Let's go. Let's get into it. Notre Dame three, Clemson 30 in the Cotton Bowl. Goodyear Cotton Bowl classic. And um, did you watch the whole game? Um, not live. I watched the first half live, and then I was coaching America's Youth for the second half, and then so I caught up with that via. Which you know, people you out had there one job. I know, and, <laughs> and and here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I coach a basketball team. We're on the holiday tournament. This is a CYO tournament, which is the Catholic Youth Organization, yeah. and it was their idea to schedule games right through Notre Dame's playoff. And this, the no, Notre no, Dame playoff, listen, those people, those people are probably Notre Dame fans. They purposely scheduled it on the day yeah. of the semifinals. I don't want to have to watch no it. <laughs> I don't want to have to watch it. I want a valid excuse to just check my phone and be like, well, the Irish didn't do anything. This is what I expected, you know. <laughs> Go, Cindy, shoot it, you know, like... 
So yeah, I'm sitting there coaching a basketball game and I look, I just made a commitment. I mean, a lot of Nerdim fans are like, are you kidding me? You didn't watch that game, but we've talked many times this year about that's just our current life stage. Well, it was hey, a look, tournament. When, when I skip games, at least it's somebody like Ball State or Navy. You choose the biggest Listen, game of the year. I didn't pick it. Douchebag. I mean, I didn't pick it. I'm sitting there coaching a sixth grade basketball game. All right. But I, so I had to catch up via highlight or low light, however you want to view that on the second half, but I did see the entire first half. And honestly, what else did you need to see? No. Then the whole first half. Did I see the whole game by watching the first half? Yeah, I think I did. It was it was you know? it was bizarre to me because when they when the game very first started, uh, I thought Notre Dame kind of looked all right. I mean, like Dexter rips off an eleven yard run. He's jacked up, although he has a false start like the next play or two after that. But he looked good. I was like, all right, he's not out of place. They you know maybe they're they're gonna try to you know they're gonna be able to run the ball a little bit. Yeah. Um. Then Claypool had the drop, and I was like, eh, maybe that's just nerves. No big deal. Then Clemson strips uh, Book or Williams or whoever, and I was like, God, there, there it is again. Good, well-coached teams that are ripping balls out. And I was like, that's all right, though, because Clark Lee's got it. It looks like a nice game plan. He's bringing pressure. Yeah, they're getting to him. It's like, all right, the defense is gonna at least be able to, hang, you know, keep us hanging around here. And uh, I, I, I kind of felt starting out like this might be okay no and i totally agree and it's funny like you know dexter fumbled but recovered and then book fumbled but did not recover and to your point there were some jitters there was the false start but on the other side of clemson you know they had some mistakes too they had a they had a really uh impactful pass interference on boykin early that got notre dame down into into field goal territory and uh look notre dame this game was three to three at the end of the first quarter yeah and five minutes into the second about 20 minutes into this game it was three to three and notre dame looked okay look, notre dame punted after four plays then clemson punts after a three and out right. so it's like right. for with for one yard a net gain on their drive now, so you're like okay when clemson scores their first touchdown and notre dame misses the tackle at about the 25 or the 30 yard line they miss a tackle and I think Elliot comes over and like tries to catch the guy on the goal line, and he can't get to him. And it was nine to three because Clemson missed the extra point. But yeah. still, that breakdown, and it was right after the announcer said, "This Notre Dame defense prides itself on not allowing any big plays." And yeah. It was like this fifty-five yard pass, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, "Okay, fifty-two shoes are dropping, right?" And, and then um, Notre Dame punts the next play and, or, and or the next no, drive, and there was no answer. And that's the, then the, then but, Notre, but the, Dame Notre Dame punts, but and then Clemson misses a field goal, and it's still nine-three. They've had the ball. Uh, one, two, th- you know, one, two, three, four, five, five possessions, and it's still nine to three. You're like, okay, right. no, I agree, I agree. However, the story for me was that Notre Dame looked great in the beginning. They weren't. There was nothing wrong with it, but it was just a slow, precipitous decline yeah. throughout the game. Um, you know, and he, to me, the, the most alarming thing, um, obviously the injury story was really impactful. On the was one that, hand, was that chintzy Under Armour cleats? Is that why everybody oh, was geez. rolling ankles? Or is Probably, it? yeah. Like these brand new green gloves and, you know, um, some, there was a couple drops for sure. Who? Yeah, Claypool's drop, right? Yeah. I blame Under Armour. I've been on that conspiracy yeah. for four We're years now. One of the now. guys at halftime's like, hey, somebody needs to go. Uh, Andrew Lamping was like, hey, you need to go over. Uh, we need to send some guys over to Clemson's bench and get some. Some of their performance enhancing drugs so we can compete with them i was like you better grab some of their nike shit yeah. too because performance that's... enhancing gloves is what you need <laughs> not drugs right pegs is what this team needs right the drops are ridiculous 
You know, but here's the, here's the alarming thing. Don't you feel like Notre Dame's effort and belief kind of went right along with the the, the score margin? I mean, as soon yeah. as the spread was yeah. lost, and I'm, I'm not really a betting guy, but as soon as, it, as soon as Notre Dame was outside of the spread, like this game got to, before it was well, three it was touchdowns, two, yeah, well, when I mean, it was two touchdown lead. It was 23-3 to three at half, and you're like, I just, I don't. And let, so before that, it would have been 16-3. At that point, Notre Dame's, they're already kind of like, you don't see any vibe. You don't see anybody jumping around. You got love on the sideline. He's riding a bike, and it's like nobody's yeah. really got the belief. Yeah. And Book is starting to get the, the deer in headlights thing, and I'm like, nobody. there's nobody stepping up to lead this I thing. I thought they would come out nobody chucking it more than they did. They weren't throwing as much as I thought. Uh, I, I think the defense played with a nice level of intensity. I thought the defense— I think allowing 30 points against Clemson is about all you could ask for from a defense in a playoff game. And, I really think that's and, all you and, could ask for. You know, someone had, had made a, a, a comment. It might have been one of the broadcasters or on Twitter or whatever. You can follow me on Twitter at Irish Titans. Uh, but someone made a remark about, you know, why is Chip Long getting shut down? Actually, uh, uh, DCare, at DCare24 said, did, did Chip Long get catfished before this game? Which <laughs> right, I thought right. was kind of funny. But, um, but you no, know, somebody has, was like, well, Chip Long, I mean, it's, he's not a shitty OC. I mean, the guy was a Broyles Award nominee. And I'm like, okay, which is true. Um, I, I wonder how much of the Broyles award, not that these guys aren't all like having great years or whatever, but how similar to the Heisman is that in some regards, like, mm-hmm. is it just the best coordinator on the best team and yeah. not necessarily a guy who's really masterminding things? Right. Because Notre Dame's offense has been up and down. And, and if you ask me point blank, Hey, who, if you were Notre Dame, who would you nominate for the Broyles award? I'd say Clark fucking Lee. Oh, absolutely. Personally. No, there's no doubt about that. Um, and I, I told you this in a little bit of our, uh, pre-show, our show prep, I told you that I said, Look, what Chip Long has done in my mind this year was, first of all, he he navigated the entire season with with a logical offense, and you saw a couple gadget plays here and there, but for the most part, it was a straightforward, logical offense that played to Notre Dame's strengths, and I love that. But he was a much better situational play caller than a through and through, wire to wire, just dominating well, coordinator. Well, and, and there's the, a couple plays yeah. where they had the back pass to Alize Mack, whichever game that was, and it was like, oh, what an amazing call. Whereas in the past, in the Charlie Weiss type days or the earlier Brian Kelly days, they would do something really boneheaded yeah. in those situations. So he saved a couple games with the, calls. The the one there was a one pass to Dexter Williams, which was pretty nice. It was like a, a middle screen in this uh, game. Yes, yeah, yeah. in this game, mm-hmm. right? But but also it's like, look, I I get it that he's a, a Broyles Award nominee, and look, he he called game against Bud Foster who uh, for Virginia Tech, who does not suck, and Don Brown in Michigan, who does not suck. Right. I mean, right. B- but let's be honest, Brett Venables is a Broyles Award winner. Yeah. A winner who also has championship rings well, and, a, and lot. a lot of experience. And that guy had a month to figure out how to stop Notre Dame. And they took Ian Book, a guy who everybody thought was the next coming of Christ, with an 80% completion percentage and turned him into a 50% passer. Yeah, right. With a fumble. No, no doubt. And he had he had some marginal, you know, scramble and I, and yardage. I, and I don't know if that all falls on Chip Long, per se. Uh, some of it's just personnel. I'm like, look, man, I mean... I like all Notre Dame's players. I like these guys. They're great. But Dexter Williams is elite. There's a couple of elite linemen. Yeah. It would have been nice to have Alex Bars, but it, it's, you don't have McGlinchey and Nelson there anymore. Yeah. But 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 Ian Book, and, and I, I love Book. I, he had a great year. And Boykin and, and Claypool, those are great yeah. Notre Dame players who, who we all admire and love. But they're basically 
three-star, maybe well, nipping right. at four-star talent, and every other team in the playoff is stacked with five-stars. Yeah. Not only that, they're also deep. Every other team in the playoff has depth that when your defensive lineman gets suspended, you just plug another guy in who's maybe 85% of him, maybe not 100%, but close to. Yeah. And you saw when Julian Love... Uh, um, Got hurt, the whole world fell apart yeah, for I Notre know. Dame. It's like it was like he was the glue holding on the uh, right. the bumper. I think he was replaced by somebody that won won like a sweepstakes in a Notre Dame. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. It was yeah, like it was, some it was somebody a, from the gold seats no, that like won a, a probable, raffle. Yeah, it was a, is, is somebody who filled somebody in for him. Right, won a Gary Gray impersonation contest. <laughs> yeah, but you're right, and I have it written down right here. But what, not, what look, you it's saw not, was it's not Vaughn's fault and pride no, and all no. these other guys. I mean, look, they never got the reps. No, exactly, and they're and they're just not that caliber. But what you saw was. Notre Dame has great players. They do, but the, all they've the, got a great stopped, front line. Well, they have starters, starting roster exactly. Yeah. And you saw you saw good to great players against championship depth. To your yeah. point, right? Yeah, championship depth. Is. And here's the thing: yeah, there's a storyline about how Brandon Brandon Wimbush got benched and Ian Book came in, and then I can't remember the first guy's name for Clemson, but he he got benched uh, right Bryant, for, for Lawrence. Bryant. And and what you see from Clemson, I mean, with Lawrence, like. Next level, we've said it a thousand times on this podcast, transcendent quarterback play. The guy's a freshman, and he's just, he looks like he's Teflon in this game. And Book, to your point, there's nothing wrong with Ian Book. He had a very high completion percentage, but he wasn't gaming, quote unquote, at the level that Lawrence did in this game. And the other thing is, this is the first ever knock I've ever put on Dexter Williams because he's been so critically important to Notre Dame. But despite all the amazing, wonderful things Dexter Williams has done this season, when you put him in that game, it's like I think about the Saquon Barkleys of the world and the Derrick Henrys that we've seen in the past and even ETN, right? And it's like, is Dexter really the guy that's that much of a superstar or is he guy that just is he the guy that just did all the right things for Notre Dame and he was the most important guy to us but did he ever really get to that national that national elite level to your point I don't know I don't know well, he's and, not Leonard Fournette I mean he's exactly. not exactly you know, and I don't want to cherry pick one game he, trust me he has done a ridiculous amount of fantastic things for Notre Dame yeah. this year however it's funny when you get there to your point it's like man I think about guys in my mind like the Fernets and even you know just guys that, Michelle. I mean guys Georgia's were, usually got nine of them yeah Chubb or whoever these guys that were workhorses in the playoff itself and yeah. you're just like but I think those, those teams have better you know, lines too I mean, well, I mean no, and, no and everybody was talking about Notre Dame's offensive line how great it was and it's like eh, it I mean, wasn't they, last year's they were, yeah they won the Joe Moore award last year and put two guys in the NFL but he stands gone I mean Quinn's uh, I mean, okay I mean Mustafer's good and they, I mean, they got decent guys, but there was a play where, uh, oh, damn it, Hainsey, I they're, they're running right. It's a stretch play to the right, and, and the, the defensive end shoots it. And Hainsey, it looks like he's fucking pass blocking the guy. I was like, what is he doing? And Dexter, yeah. I think, runs right into his back. Right. And he's, like, dancing with this guy, waiting to see where he goes. And it's like, listen, man, if, that, if the play's supposed to go there and the guy shoots there, then you just ride him. You get on him, yeah. put your helmet on his hip, and push him out to the fucking sideline and make a hole somewhere yeah. get him out of the way i just so i think that the line was i don't know if that's part of the reason that dexter didn't shine or not i you know who knows well i think that's but, in the stew no doubt and i know you don't watch any nfl but anybody that's watched quentin nelson this year in the nfl yeah. knows that this i, see, I mean this, i see 
this Notre Dame line is not last year's Notre Dame line. If you watch Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson in the NFL this year, you understand what they were last year, yeah. right? One year removed, Which is, they're, well, they're dominating the so much why, it, why it's such a shame why they didn't do more last year. You know? No, I agree. And, and we talked about how they had the whole, you know, running the but, ball I mean, 200 hey, yards a game cooking, yeah, and they couldn't keep yeah. it going. But those, you know, and, and trust me, this game, it, both teams said, hey, we're selling out against the run, you, and, and let's see who has the air assault. Yeah, and to, yeah. to the point... Um, Notre, Notre Dame. I mean, Clemson Book, only had like 40 rush yards in the first half or something, didn't they? I, I mean, Notre Dame was locking Even them down. Even in the whole game, they, how many did they but, have? But you I could mean, also see as soon as they hit one or two of those d- the deep balls, um, the Notre Dame got panic and I don't know panicky, but they went then they went the 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 true bend don't break. They start playing very soft coverage. They're playing way off. They played them how they played USC, and USC just picked them apart sure. underneath. Right, right. Which is then what Clemson starts doing. I mean, it just. It, it was. It's great that Notre Dame went twelve and zero. I will laugh at anybody that bought undefeated stuff because I think you're an idiot. Because to, to this game also counts. I mean, whatever. But it was. Sure. But but it was a perfect regular season, and you can't discount that. It was a nice season. I mean, I'm happy that Brian Kelly's to a point where Notre Dame is no longer losing to teams they have no fucking business losing to. That's true. They're at least to that point. Totally true. They're they're finally there, which it shouldn't be. Should it take year nine? I, probably not. But either way, all the years of eight and five and and people you know getting pitchforks and, and torches is because they were losing to the Tulsas and the the you know the Purdues and the. Well, and they were losing week in and week out. Listen, every once in a while, Pittsburgh's going to pick off Notre Dame. Yeah. And Purdue's going to pick off Ohio State every yeah, once in a right. while. I, that's not what we're yeah. talking about. We're but talking can, about multiples multiple in Multiple losses to teams you have no Arizona business. Arizona State, Northwestern, And so, right? and so bang, they're bang. finally there. But this also has that 2015 feel to it where, I mean, 2015, they lost to every good team they played. Um, whereas this one is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a good win against Michigan. It was a good win against Stanford, you know? I mean, well, those are... but. But but this is still not. I mean, I thought Notre Dame would perform better than three points. I thought they would get into the end zone at least a couple well, of times. You I know, agree. but but a thirty to seventeen wouldn't have surprised me. No, and listen, I held the belief in, but every single and I told you this too. Every single person and that and asked me, right. "What do you think?" Holding Clemson to thirty points is, is, a, not, is a fucking. Mir- I mean, that's, that's a that great, that's a great job. And Notre Dame didn't without any turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, right? They they yielded no turnovers from this game. There are no picks, no fumbles from Clemson. Oh yeah, right? they didn't. They didn't so they takeaways. didn't force any turnovers and holding Clemson to thirty. Um, and it, trust well, me, they did prior to prior, the prior to review. The margin of victory here is really nasty, but no, they, here's they the point. They did lose one. This wasn't this wasn't uh, Alabama 2012. It e- wasn't. E- 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 ETN did, did lose a fumble. Okay, right. But this was not this was not Alabama 2012. However, the the narrative here is. Look, the better that Notre Dame does, the bigger the fall is going to be. And I'm not talking about they're just going to end up losing and not winning the national championship, right? I think Clemson's still in in for they're still in for disappointment against Alabama, right? I, I still think that Dude, could I'm get could happen. Glad Notre Dame didn't play Bama. Well, I agree, but here's what I'm saying: It's like the better Notre Dame does, 2012, 2018, the better the season the bigger the crash, right? Yeah. It's like the bigger the crash is going to yeah. be. And that's the hard part about rooting for. And that's why well, a lot of people, or at least some people who remain unnamed, are kind of, uh, you know, just like whipsawing right now about Kelly, right? Yeah. And it's like, I told you all along, well, look, he's trash, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, like, he, uh, he, uh, he was trash. He, you, he did make a... 
a massive change at the end of 2016. And, yeah. and it's I think you have to call it Brian Kelly 2.0 because he reinvented himself. Now, could you say that, well, he's still big game Brian. Here you go. And he lost to Ohio State and he lost to Bama and all the big games and Clemson. He chokes. I mean, OK, that's a fair criticism. I would I'm probably more inclined to, to bang on that drum than most people. Right. But I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I'm gonna let it go because I st- because I'm still. Hey, look, I mean, the guy t- went from uh, absolutely being he shouldn't even be employed to he's he's pretty damn good in the Brian Kelly 2.0 iteration. However, when I put on Twitter and this got a lot of responses, I could dial it up right now, or you could just go to Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness. It was something to the effect of, "Look, let's be honest. I'm, anybody that is surprised by this outcome is either a fanboy." delusional or or an eternal optimist right because even if you didn't think this was probable or likely and thought it was possible you had to have entertained the possibility sure that that clemson because clemson and alabama were dramatically better than everybody all year you had to know that there was a blowout scenario lingering out there so you wouldn't shouldn't really be that shocked I don't think that anybody should have fallen into a death bucket in this game because you shouldn't have gone in thinking it's free food. You know you got to earn yeah. it. Right. I listened, dude, I listened today. I listened to me, you, and Cousin JJ on January 1st, 2013, talking about the Alabama game. Hey. All three of us thought they had a chance to win it. You were the you were the most optimistic. Not, not, no, non committal. Cousin JJ's like, no, Alabama's going to win or Notre Dame's going to beat him. Wow. He brought stats. He's talking how uh, so highly about Kelly. And, and we're talking about how Dublin and all these big games prepared him for the national stage. Have we do? We, were, that is the, the you're primed to fall in the death bucket yeah seeds mm, it is right? but, Hello, salted seeds but yeah right but, but we weren't there anybody that listened sure. to this podcast I mean you you know but and uh, there were a couple of people that said I allowed myself to, to be death bucketed or you know and maybe the, it was the first quarter because mm-hmm. everybody wants to believe you want to you want to believe in Santa Claus. Well, of course. You want to believe in Santa Claus and magic and unicorns and all this stuff and think that Notre Dame's got a chance and yeah, okay. Yeah. But let's but let's also look at the facts. And and it was painfully apparent when Clemson put their fucking backups in. Yeah. You didn't see the second half line. Dude, they put their backup defense in and were dominating Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, and, well, and will, I think the it, will was broken. Yeah, at they, that they point, did. Right? And, and they ca- kind of caved and they show Kelly on the sideline and he looked like he had already given up. And yeah. that, and there was no fight in the fighting Irish. And that is disappointing. No, I agree. That, that part is disappointing. And even, even on the short highlight, like even watching it chopped up with highlights, you could just see an energy, a lack of energy when, when the second half was starting to happen. And to your point, look, I mean, every single person that asked me this week in the lead up to this game, what do you think is going to happen what do you think is going to happen i said no i think in my heart of hearts i think notre dame's going to lose but they're going to cover the spread that's what i thought the spread being 11 points 12 points somewhere in that region i honestly thought notre dame would be inside of double digits and but i thought they were going to lose the game because i think you're foolish to say notre dame is going to beat clemson i think you're well within your right to say they could have and i still believe that today notre dame's best game Flawless performance could have beaten Clemson, right? Absolutely. But once the yep. mistakes start unraveling, and certainly once you lose the will to win, and certainly once you have a guy like Julian Love, and nobody can replace, and and the other yeah. team is smart enough to exploit the, it immediately. The next, the next it's play not that Love wasn't on the field. They're like, hey, there's they probably got an analyst whose job it is to to, to it say the instant right. a starter comes out. 
go at that spot. Exactly. Well, and the paradigm was there, right? Yeah. The, the, the USC paradigm was there. So, you know, to me, that was a specific um, weakness that was that was exploited in this well, game, and that's what smart teams do and good coordinators it, do. I, it we it can, wasn't the whole no, story, it was, but, but, no, it, but Notre it was a Dame, huge... No, Notre Dame got outcoached. Yeah. They were out... I mean, and, and Clemson was definitely better prepared. And they but got I better talent. Think situationally, Notre Dame was outcoached no, in this game. No, but it's like think the that, preparation and the game plan and the whole lead-up. I mean, Clark Lee, I think, did a nice job. They're outclassed. They're just outclassed. No, no, it's just... I don't mean that derogatory. Look, Notre Dame has nice coordinators. Coaching, talent, Clemson has a nice program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody's nobody's, kind of like... Well, in poker, poker, you know, one of the guys said a couple nights ago, he's like, well, ACC's been trash. I mean, Clemson really hasn't played anybody. What what makes you think that Clemson's is so good? And I was like, I don't know, because they've won fucking titles in the last couple years, and they're they're stacked with five stars? Yeah, they've been in three of the last four championship games Because they've been there, and they certainly deserve the benefit of the doubt more than Notre Dame does, and I'm a Notre Dame fan. But, I mean, let's be realistic here. The second part of the tweet was, A, if you're shocked, you're you're either delusional, an eternal optimist, or or just a complete fanboy. The second part of it is, and and that's okay, look, it, it is what it is. I am not like spitting fire like I was in 2016 because I've I've I'm prepared to kind of break up with Notre Dame. Like I'm, we're we're just I we don't have the same fi- I don't have the same fire that I did prior to 2016. But, uh, and I said, look, I go. This is just the this is what it is. Both Brian Kelly and Notre Dame. Both Brian Kelly and Notre Dame are really 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 good. They're just not great. Well, they're no, not elite. No doubt. And they're not elite. What you're seeing here, I mean, I think we can kind of... Pick. Brian Kelly is a... Re- I used Listen. to say he was a shitty coach. He's a really, really, really good coach, he but is. he's not elite. Well, here's the thing. And the amount of the guys that you, you're you talking about elite in college football, you could probably, as we've talked about no, in this you podcast, you can hand. name on one hand, sure. right? And here's the thing. And and this is the... And to your point, like, the only reason you should be spitting fire is if you were believing something that's different than the eventuality that yeah, you just saw right. in this game. Right. We believe something different in 2012 yeah, which is why you were so shell-shocked when yes, that game happened. that's right because you believe kelly well now and, that we're here, and, be, and we talked about how this foundation is built on stone and this isn't smoking mirrors like a charlie weiss team and Diak, you know all this stuff and then also we're throwing all heaping all this praise on brian kelly that he's you know he's never nothing's ever and you just believed i mean i wasn't thrilled with eight and five seasons but god that was at least the fucking floor yeah there were a lot of people that were content with that i wasn't right but that at least was the floor which is why just as much as is going into alabama was falling into the death bucket Dude, going four and eight was a death bucket. Well, Who course. the hell could have yeah, seen no, that? No and again, they've resurrected it, and it's a nice rebuild. But it's not. I mean, they're they're not there, man. Well, and I've seen a lot of people saying this same sentiment on Twitter. I don't know any any of them by name. I apologize, but this is not a new a new concept. You saw Kelly's ceiling on display in this game, and yeah. I'm not talking about a huge. A lot of people are pissed off, and I'm like, it's not a huge moral or skill failing. What you're seeing is. Let me use this I'm example. I'm not pissed because I was prepared for it because no, I didn't have this. I didn't have the rainbow and unicorn belief. At, you know, here's what I know about Brian Kelly. Okay, you know me, right? I'm not. I'm not a huge guy. I'm. I'm very tall, but I'm pretty lean. Okay, I can go to the gym and eat protein, right? And I can do all the CrossFit bullcrap. But at some point, there's a theoretical limit of what my body could do. I'm not going to be a bodybuilder. That's never going to happen to me. But I could get. I could get really big for my physique, yeah. but I'm never going to be a bodybuilder. It's just never going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to beat that. My body won't 
won't allow that. Yeah. And Kelly's at this ceiling of what, for whatever reason, whether it's his personality, his skills, his brain, his intellect, his, his yeah, maybe, personality. And, and you know what? Maybe it's institutional to Notre Dame. It, exactly. And, and, and that's and, more than and, fair. And that's and maybe more than if fair. Brian Kelly was at Ohio State, he'd have four rings. I exactly. think you have, to, current, I think you have to consider that this, possibility too. Yeah, and exactly. But this current set of variables, whether it's Notre Dame, the Notre Dame Brian Kelly complex, this is the ceiling of what it is. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing before everybody gets ticked off. He's hit that ceiling twice, yep. which is remarkable. Yep. Yep. And in between, he's fallen into the depths of hell. Yeah. But he's hit that ceiling twice. I say you should you should acknowledge when a human being in any walk of life is truly hitting what I believe is their peak, the best they could possibly do. If one of your yeah. kids does something that you believe in your but, heart is hey, the best they could ever do. all you can get is C's, then I'm not going to... You should be proud yeah. if you worked for it, right? Yeah. If you worked as hard as you could and you, you reach what you believe is the actual theoretical peak, you should be proud as hell. And yeah. I am of Kelly. Well, and, that's, and I feel that way too. I mean, this this is... This is the best I think he... Honestly, this yeah. The, yeah. the Kelly Irish yeah. complex right now, the Kelly yeah. Swarbrick... But again, it's like, look, I mean... Two-headed you, beast. You, this not, is the best they can do. You, not, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, is you because they don't have a five star QB, they don't have a just defensive line pouring out of their eyeballs like Clemson right. does, and they have nice you know? D line, but just like we yeah. have, we have two. No, Jerry Tillery's nice, dude. If Jerry Tillery got hurt, Clemson would have run for for. Uh, 210, 211 yeah. yards, they would have ran for 2,011 yards. Jerry Tillery's, yeah, you know, that's exactly right. That's exactly, I don't better. know if that's an, I don't know if that's a function of admissions. I don't know if it's recruiting. I don't know just what, um, or once you win a title, then you get the real guy. Like, but yeah. even then, like they but, had those guys. But I think this is, I think this is, you're right. I mean, this is just the best you're going to get. I was prepared for it. Um, well, I, look, I Lawrence and book, they're not the same guy. Deshaun Watson is not oh, yeah. Deshaun Kaiser. They're not yeah. the same guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, Kaiser's nice. The dude played in the NFL. He yeah. was in the league. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is a, one of the quickly rising well, and, hot shots and, and you know, of the NFL. You know, and that's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, and you know what really was lacking from this team this year? I'll, I'll tell you what, what really changed, I think, maybe this... I don't know if it would have changed a whole lot about the season other than some of the wins may have been more convincing, but I think it would have changed this Clemson game somewhat if... But, not having Kevin Stefferson, I think, really fucked this team. Really? Dude, not having a deep threat. Yeah. How many deep balls did Notre Dame throw against I'm Clemson? I'm not entirely they, sure that Book has the arm for he it, He might though. not. He might not. But maybe Brandon Wimbush wouldn't look as, as bad if he could just launch it as far as he could to, yeah. to Stefferson because that's basically what Kaiser did to Will Fuller. No, I agree with that. I, I agree mean, totally. I mean, not to say – I mean, Kaiser clearly is a more polished, polished passer than Brandon. But but not having a deep threat at all, I, I can't remember a single deep shot that they really took in this game. Well, and if you don't do that, dude, yeah. that's so easy. I mean, look, if Venables has no fear of you going over the top at all, yeah. they can play everything else underneath so much tighter. So I mean, well, think about it. All you got to do is be a sound tackling team, and yeah, you can shut down the Ian Book passing that's, machine. That's right. Here's that's this, right. This is a totally cherry pick thing. It's very unfair to Ian Book, but I always like to do this just in case you you believe that these teams should Call be on hockey. No, okay. <laughs> no, not that unfair. Here's what I like to do, though. All right. Imagine your team with the quarterback of the team that just beat you. Oh, dude, Notre Dame would have won. Go back through the whole season and say if they had Lawrence, uh, Notre Dame's entire season. If Clemson had, if if the only change here was Lawrence and Book, Notre Dame would have won by t- seven to ten points. And and who knows if Clemson would have been where they are, and who and Notre Dame yeah. would have only been better. And that's they not the, and they, that's not the pick on Book. No, it's se. not at all. But I'm just saying if they had Lawrence all year, Notre Dame wasn't losing a game. 
right? Yeah. Then we're going to lose a game. And these guys came in, I think, about the same time when they did yeah. the swap, right? Yep. And and that's the thing. And that's how important that position is. Are you going to buy a Clemson hoodie? I what? know you want to. You're going to buy a Clemson hoodie, aren't you? That was your second team, wasn't it? it? Well, tex- well you, Texas you is Texas. my real, you know, that's for, the for, real sweetheart. Yeah. But Clemson, no, <laughs> it's too soon. It's too soon. To, that's that's pretty bandwagon <laughs> to do that, you know. But I, well, you waited till their third t- title run before you bought a that's hoodie. That's true. I, I wasn't complete reactionary. Yeah, you, weren't, you, know? you weren't like FSU fans. The, the... I bought low. I bought the hoodie when they got beat by Alabama, right? So I, I bought the hoodie low, right? It was 14 bucks. I don't know what know else what I mean? to say about this thing. I think Notre Dame as a program and Brian Kelly are both really 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 good and just face it they're not elite they're not they're not man right. i don't know and here's the and other thing before you beat yourself up the amount of teams that i'm willing to call elite is about three yeah it's about three teams and even then i don't even know if year in and year out georgia's elite they got to the final game did you see rick retired today did mark, he really mark rick retired from miami yeah, i did not see seven that. and six the guy had enough pride to just say hey, you know no, what? that's out. interesting I'm i mean out. honestly if i just say in the recent quote unquote if i say super recent history i think the elite teams in my personal opinion are Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. And I think if you widen that history a little bit wider, yeah. Florida State was there with Fisher. They were, yeah. But I think recently, and even then, Ohio State had their troubles this year. But I, I mean, honestly, look at look at who's been in the title game. Oregon was nipping at the heels of elite. They with, were, with and they Chip were in the first Cal- playoff. With, with they were in the first yeah. playoff game but, against Ohio State. But if you look back on it, I mean, look, people. Peterson could possibly get Washington there, but it's fucking Washington. Well, Dude, look, if Chris Peterson was at Notre Dame, I think different story. But here's the thing. Look at what we talked about. That's not just Brian Kelly, it's the Kelly Notre Dame marriage yeah. has reached its if, peak. If, if you made it a Peterson Notre Dame marriage, if, who knows? Let that me ask could you this: If you swapped Peterson and Kelly the same way you swapped Book and Lawrence, is Washington as good as they were this year? Is Notre Dame as good as they were this year? I mean, you know, that's very interesting. I haven't watched Chris Peterson as much as I used to. I was I was following him a little bit more closely when he was doing the Boise thing. Um, well, that's because nobody as... watches Pac-12 Pac football. Pac-12 after dark, a... baby. Let's get weird, you know? Like, I'll, I'll flip that on every once in a while. It's like 11.45, and I'm going to watch Washington it, it, State. It re, it's Mike it's Leach done do nothing but stuff. reaffirm my love yeah. for, for Kyle Whittingham. That guy's a winner, man. Yeah, no. And again, I think it's fair to say Kelly's a winner, yeah. you know? But again, you know, f- to invest as much time as Notre Dame has and as All much right. money as they All have, right. it's like, look, we've seen the peak, and it's fantastic. Sp- it's great. Sp- Look, you use whatever analogy you want, man. This this thing is a Chevy Corvette, right? And it's a really nice car. No, it's a vet. You, you can take it to track day and have a great time. And the fact is someone rolls out something from Marinello it, and you yeah, and it's game it, over, baby. But, but it's not a McLaren. It's like, not, it's, a, it's it's not a McLaren. It's, it's, it, yeah. and, but look, you st- here's the thing, though. When you go back in your small town and you drop 55 grand on the vet, like, dude, you're still king shit. Like, yeah. you're the guy. Yeah. But when you get out there. Is that there, your first swear on indie fan radio no, history? No. Back in the catacombs, I had to have had. To swear yeah. I had to have you know what I mean and well, that listen, wasn't even a real swear anyway speaking of time that you put into stuff and 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 reaching the ceiling I think now is an appropriate time to let everyone know that our time with you will be winding down and coming to an end here in the not too distant future ND fan radio as you know it now has gone through multiple iterations and lifespans I mean we started on YouTube 10 plus years yeah I think so. I know there's something that may still be out there of me and cousin JJ sitting in a car talking about 
Brian Kelly being hired. It was the day that Brian Kelly's hiring was announced. All right. So that's in the ballpark and of so a decade, we're, right? We were at the, uh, out front of Jude's getting ready to play some basketball. We had open gym. You were about to play basketball? It was definitely 10 years ago. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a while. You know, we've gone through Trash and Weiss to being real excited about Kelly to Trash and Kelly to now we're just at peace with it, I guess. Kelly knew Kelly. You know? Yeah. But... Um, and to all the people that have stuck around with us through being on YouTube, being on our own blog, being on SubwayDomer.com, being on Her Loyal Sons, being on One yeah. Foot Down, being on Yahoo Radio. People and, were and, swapping mixtapes in Brooklyn, We were on dude, Yahoo. We ago. were on Yahoo Radio. We were on Blog Talk Radio with TNNDN. We did our own live show. We did call-in shows. We just a lot of different stuff over the years. And it's been fun. But I think we're both to the point now where we feel like the show has reached a ceiling it's similar ceiling. to the way that yeah that kelly has it's like this show has now lost 30 to 3 yeah to life to life <laughs> no i agree and you know and part of it too is this show has been very closely aligned with what we described as the kelly notre dame you know paradigm yeah. it's we've been yeah. very aligned with that and and i think that there's uh that well has been tapped in any way possible the well went dry then we went down with like a scraper and we got the sludge yeah. off the bottom of that well and then we condensed that into some sort of like petroleum paste you know what i mean that we made like a candle out. i mean we took everything we could out of this well uh you and i are sick of each other i, I think no i'm just kidding about that but no, no. look i mean it, we went we, 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 we went through the highs we went through 2012 we went through the death bucket we wallowed in mediocrity for a couple of years we yeah. went back up in 2015 we went to the depths of hell in 2016 screamed at the top of our lungs kelly should be fired the guy changes were in awe and and remarked you know our have to applaud him for what they've done in the last two years yeah at the same time like it just doesn't seem like it's gonna go much further than this. Well, here's the thing: and even so, if it does, it'll go. It'll keep moving. There will be forward motion. But what you just described is we've seen the lowest amplitude wave possible, and, and, what, and I think and we've what seen we now. Believe is going to be the highest. I think we we've yeah. seen twice now the highest possible outcome, and yeah. I really do believe that. And I'm not hating, and I'm not pessimistic. Now, if Brian Kelly announces tomorrow that he's going to the Jets or the Packers or something, J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe we'll be doing a show again next year, and things I will be. Kelly, more, and dude, I think Kelly would fit in Green Bay. I, I really think I he saw would fit an in article Green today Bay. that they were interviewing Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Yeah, whatever. That's only an hour drive, I guess, instead of a three-hour drive. Regardless, but. like we've kind of, I think, as fans and as podcasters and hosts of the show and everything else, it's like we're just the writing's on the wall here kind of like this is what it is it's unreasonable it's unreasonable at this point to to demand more because it just the the the, the stakeholders aren't capable of giving you more it's like right. screaming at your kid over and over and over to paint you a you know Rembrandt yeah, yeah right. and right, it's just exactly. like the, the, the dude can't even write yeah. his name in cursive yet yeah. what are you talking about well, no, so I agree. I, agree. I think we're just I think we're expecting too much out of what's what What's in place here? I mean, every it, nothing seems like it's going to change it at an administration, athletic director, coaching level. So it's just like what's it's just an yeah. exercise in futility at this point. Well, we want to be fair to the listeners sure. and give them stuff and, that right. they enjoy doing. Which exactly. Most of the time is us either just pissing and moaning or like, well, 
we kind of knew they were going to beat USC. USC's trash this year and well, and that's, whatever. That's the thing, again, and part of this is from experience and it's a little bit of wisdom and been there, done that. You know, there, there's so many things, but now it's become so iterative and without getting too much into kind of the farewell thing here, like there's nothing really new and dynamic that we can do as podcasters because there's nothing new and dynamic really that Kelly can do. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll say, to be fair... I mean, they did at, at the start of the, 2017. The Clark, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Clark Lee and the Chip Long. I mean, those experiences... Yeah. And those guys will get better. And honestly, Bayless, I think... Here's the well, other thing, Well, even before these guys, too. Yeah. Like you said, last year. Last year, it really was the Kelly 2.0. And it's like, hey, and we stuck around because like, what is this new thing? And now it's like, there's just no other way to cook the potato yeah, yeah. at this point. I, I believe There's that, no other I way believe that if, I believe that if Long and Lee stick around and Kelly sticks around, they will continue to refine what they do to the interplay between the the, the coaching staff. And I the, think you could say the, ten win ten yeah, win expectations. Yeah, I think that I will. I, that I believe group. they'll continue to refine that and get better. Uh, and and honestly, Bayless, I mean, the turnaround with with the team's strength and lasting in through November and all that has been pretty remarkable. What he's done in two years. However, you could still see when they're out there against Clemson, and it would have been even more painfully obvious had they been playing Alabama. The Notre Dame guys are dropping like flies. Whether it's just they got inferior Under Armour gear, yeah. or okay, you've only got two years in a strength program. This dude's got five, right. you know. Or maybe it's maybe it is PEDs. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's like. You can. People are so impressed with with Matt Bayless, mm-hmm. and and it's for two reasons. Number one, because Longo and and prior to him, the 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 performance nutrition side of things had, was was so lacking that that what he did in his first two years just seemed remarkable. Yeah, but he didn't do anything more than what every other major program already consistently yeah, and does. Already knows, right? And that's the thing about Kelly, too. He's not doing anything more than what major programs already expect people to do. Right, right. Now, it, what was impressive is not what Bayless did. It was with, it was how quick he accomplished it because he got Notre Dame back to playoff-looking team in, in two years, yeah. but you can't build your entire roster and your entire depth and have fifth-year seniors in a two-year time span. So Notre Dame should continue to I get get better at the eye test if he sticks around and 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 have a full uh, more full robust roster of players and more depth than someone that can come in and those things are all great. I just every other team is still doing that the same way, well, and, and I don't know point. if they'll ever be able to eclipse it unless you just have. The one transcendent QB, which they have, they have really, yeah. maybe, and maybe it's Jerkovic, maybe it's Phil. No, I, I, agree. I, I don't I agree. know, but uh, but but Tommy Reese, who everybody thought was the QB whisperer, didn't. I mean, what did he do in this? I yeah. Mean, well, and to your point, like, look, Notre Dame. I'm not saying Notre Dame can't still incrementally improve. No, and I, think I think they are too. I think they, they will can, too. but to your point, for them to let's the, let's say in the next what they three, don't need four to years, improve. They need to eclipse everybody else. How that ain't gonna happen? Well, you, exactly. So even then, let's say in the next three or four years, Notre Dame gets to the level that you saw. Clemson playing at last night. Let's say Notre Dame gets to that level. Well, what do you think Clemson's going to do? Sit on their laurels? No. Dude, look at Nick Saban. The guy brings on, what's his name, hey, from Maryland. Listen, those... The guy brought in the coach that got fired. Was it yeah. Durkin? Yeah. He, th- that's was, a different who, who was, level. Who was Harbaugh's DC before that, right? right? And he brought in Lane Kiffin. Like, yeah. Nick Listen, Saban, if he believes there's an advantage, he will pay for I'm it. He'll sure, grab it. I'm he doesn't sure care. The year that's after, a different level. I'm pretty sure the year after Ohio State won the title. Urban Meyer fired one or two coaches because they weren't up to the level that he expected. Yeah. I mean, right. think about that. After reviewing tape, he's like, Brian yeah, Kelly I'm fired fire. everybody 
everybody close to him, uh, most of his personal friends, he fired everybody after four and eight because he had to. Yeah, he had that. He was probably very compelled to do so. But but, I mean, and and that's, I guess, part of what makes the 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 decision to bench Wimbush for book so remarkable and so out of character was just because of his loyalty to guys in the past and everything else. I mean, here's the other thing that we haven't talked about. Here's the other thing. Sorry to interrupt you, but um, this is the first this time is, yeah, somebody's right. apologized I, I was, for interrupting in ten years. But here's the other thing: anytime Notre Dame has had a good quarterback or a good coordinator in the past in the past ten years, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone in a year, and none of those guys go. Uh, why would I leave Notre Dame? Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, granted, they've had a lot of money thrown at them. Um, but think about it, you know, all these guys, like when, when they've, when they've had a, another opportunity to be a coordinator, mind you, yeah. not necessarily be an HC to be a coordinator, they've all no, left and none of them have said, uh, no, Chuck Martin sorry. left to be a head, a head coach. Diaco left to be a head coach. Uh, Molnar left to be a head coach. No, I'm talking about the, well, Elko left to be a coordinator. Tony yeah. Alford left it from a running back coach to like some kind of co-offensive. But again, he went know, to Ohio State, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like who's saying no to that, you know? And Elko was a lot of oh, a lot of money. Shit. What was the what was the Hilton? Uh, what was the line coach before he stand? Damn it, I can't think of that guy's name. He left and went to there. Are two guys left and went to Ohio State. Um, right after Kelly's maybe second year. Oh, I don't know. I thought he stand yeah. was there for the for the duration. No, 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 no. He, he there was another guy. I think he might have been in Charlie Weiss holdover. Regardless, look, I mean, but you know what I'm saying, right? None we, of these guys are like, why would I leave? Like, yeah, if you offer Alabama I, coordinator, unless it's an head coaching I think, job, they're I not think, leaving. I, I don't think Long or Lee would would leave as long as Kelly's there. I hope they'd I stay, know. even if they if, even if Kelly we'll moved on. Out. I hope they'd stay. I don't think so. Yeah. No, we've talked about that. All I'm saying the, is. It, it just shows you that there is another level beyond Notre Dame that exists in college yeah. football. You saw it on is display. It, this is the time to announce we're actually leaving one foot down to go to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We're going to bar. What is it? Bar? Was it barstool? I don't, I don't, barstool. Yeah, we're going to barstool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's yeah, not exactly. That's been, not no, it's not. But that's the point, right? There's, there's a, it's a recognizable ceiling, and I think in the past we didn't know what that ceiling was, and that caused so much angst as a fan. What? And I think that made good product for us. I think that made good podcast. But now it's like, look, we know it, this is a very like, um, it's just it, you're just content. I'll put right? it this way: it's I ne- full knowledge now. I have a higher ceiling in other. Th- we have higher ceilings in other aspects of our lives than than this podcast does, because this podcast ceiling is tied to the ceiling in Notre Dame. Yeah. So put your time and effort into your family, into your faith, into your career, into your coaching, you know, and everything yeah. else you do. Fix your house up, mow your damn yard, do something well, else. I'm not and, even. And, I'm not even saying it so much like that. But here's my thing: no matter what happens next year. No matter what I got too happens, much shit going on. Here, here's what I'm telling you. It doesn't matter what happens in Notre Dame's season next year. If Brian Kelly's the coach, there's a podcast that you can fire up and click play, and we've talked about it. Yeah. Nothing else outside of a full-on murder at the 50-yard line. There's yeah. nothing else that could happen to Notre Dame next year under Brian Kelly, mind you, yeah. that we haven't discussed ad nauseum. And, and I'm not saying I'm over it or anything. Like it. It's just like, what else can we... Yeah, the only thing we could do is make it more recent and more specific yeah. based on that game. But like we've talked about everything. We've talked again, the lowest of the lows. We've been on the fire Kelly train. We've talked about the remarkable conversion. We had the rose colored glasses we in twenty twelve. We were gonna be I, I wish I had Dude, cousin JJ's permission to splice in him shooting rainbows out of his ass talking about Dude, we've been talking about Heisman campaigns when one of our players was good.
good in week three. We've done it all. We've done it all. We've lived it. We've been to games. You know what I mean? We maybe, chopped it maybe, up with people. Maybe, we've, maybe, we've we're the, maybe we're the run the damn ball team now in yeah, 2017. No, I mean, look, we've we, exactly we've we've been there. We've done it. And there's a podcast out there, right? The archives are available. Go dig on Google. I yeah. mean, go find yeah. something. Like we've said it all. And to me, that's just the thing is, unless something really dramatic changed. With the with the program, we're beholden you, to talking about the program. What else is there? Do you think we there? should do two more shows or just one? Do we don't need to talk that much about Brian Kelly? Do we? I mean, everybody knows no, our feelings. On, like yeah, I said, yeah. we've said it. If right. everybody wants us to reiterate and be specific, so, but here's what we're, this is all that needs to be said about it. He's a re, he's the best good it's just coach. Like noted, he's the it's, best well, good and coach. That, you know, and it's funny that you said that. And the very first thing we ever recorded ever, um, but the pre. I mean the. The insemination, the, the the conception of this of this yeah. podcast. I mean, uh, fertilized egg of podcast idea. The very first comment, one of the first things we ever recorded was, "Is Notre Dame one of the best good teams, or are they one of the worst great teams?" Yeah, that that was like twelve years ago. Yeah, that question has still not been answered. Yeah. It's and still I, not been answered. But I think it's been answered for Kelly. And I think Kelly is the best good coach. He's the best good coach out in there. In college football. Yeah. Yep. That's what I think. Yep. He's the best and, good coach. And by proxy, then Notre Dame falls into the same boat because and, you really are. And, I mean. and to be fair to him, by the way, that's not an insult. The guys that I deem great coaches, yeah, there's about small, four of them. Yeah. And and he is the best good coach. And <laughs> the fact that he's done it at Notre Dame with all this other academic and recruiting, whatever you want to call it, is remarkable. The fact that he did it after going 4-8 and, and survived that type of you know, that type of threat to his own career yeah. and his own legacy, if you yeah. will, it sh- it speaks to Notre Dame's willingness to to have faith as a, as a well, collective community. It didn't community. hurt that Swarbrick extended him right before no, that season. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's a special kind of place that like Catholics are like, oh, okay, we got to deal with Uncle Brian. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like where he's still invited to Thanksgiving, and you know what? And he turned his life around, and yeah. now we're like, great. This yeah. is uh, Saul to Paul, right? We talked yeah. about it. We talked about it. it. It's a special place that allowed that to happen. I think it's great. I really, really do. But it just Paul is not. Jesus. He is, Paul is one not, of my favorite and not, saints. And he's not John the Baptist. Paul and wrote he's half not, of what you hear in Sunday Mass. Paul is one of my absolute favorite saints. He is not Jesus. Okay? Like, <laughs> he's not. And that's not a knock on Paul. He's a saint. He's fantastic. Um, Brian Kelly deserves a small, tasteful a exhibit. Small, tasteful exhibit in, in the, the jack. jack. That's and, all. And not everybody does. Not everybody does. All right. So right? listen, here's what we're going to do. I need you to think right now of a hashtag. Um, we're going to do one more show. Okay. And we're going to chronicle uh, Indie Fan Radio's life. Maybe I can dig out some old audio and splice it in. All that's probably more editing work than I really yeah. care to put into. You have to find me cursing. Um, That'll be way back. We will go through. Anybody that's newer to the show might not know what a lot of things, like Death Bucket. If I mean, if you some yeah. somebody like, asked me on Twitter, mean? like, what is the death bucket? Right. That's a great. That's a great story. Yeah. First or down. Why do you cri- talk about Charlie Weiss for, every podcast. The obli- what, what was the obligatory, obligatory Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Weiss, Weiss reference? reference. Yeah. Um, what is for, first down? Chris Brown. Um, what was the clowny was here story? Uh, Rue's uh, name on the one foot down ball media is, is Clemson got out coached. <laughs> I saw. Dude, I can't believe I didn't fucking say this. Clemson Joe came out of the woodwork last night. Anybody that remembers the live call-in show where Clemson Joe yeah. 
uh, called in, and I got a little mouthy. You did. I got a little mouthy there. Uh, what about the other what did one? I call him F- a fucking <laughs> fucktard or a fan, uh, some kind of fanboy? Probably something like that. That was Clemson. Was that what year was that? Twenty. Yeah, that was when they won it, right? That was the, the rain game. Uh, at what the about end. the live show when the guy was talking? His wife's bloody nose. Was that the Miami <laughs> game? Dude, dude was from New York. Uh, I got it. that was awesome. That He's was like, fake. my wife's nose is bleeding. It's like that, this is the, so this it is looks like, like there was the a allegory. Mur- the looks allegory like, for the entire like game. There was a murder in here. That might have been oh, after boy. Florida State. I don't know. Man, Listen, that we've was had good. so many the good times. The live shows were great. So, yeah. d- so do us a favor. If, if you and hey, look, if you've been listening just since this year, I, that's great. We want it all. Um, send it to ND Fan Radio. Do, is that way we just keep it on the show's handle and it'll be nice and orderly? Do you have a hand like a hashtag in mind that people should do? Uh, I don't know. That's great. NDFR. Uh, hopefully, that's not like North Dakota's. Freak Ranch or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what should we do? Some sort of farewell, final, final, final edition? Something. I just want to, if anybody out there is between now and when we ultimately do this. How about, how about this? Check out the... At ND Fan Radio. No, we got to say it now it? because how many people are... Nobody's going to go do All that. Right. We're going to have to edit it in while we think about so this go, on the fly. NDFR, so. ND Fan Radio, final. Final. NDFR final. Gotcha. All right. Hashtag NDFR final. If you've got any thoughts, ideas, things that you want included in in a final Memories, show, thanks. Final shots. Yeah. Critiques. Yeah. Gripes. If you want to DM us saying what's your what's your address so I can send you some Christmas bourbon. You yeah. guys drank probably you clearly drank nine times more than you were paid in the last ten years. You Bur- know? Bourbon suggestions. Anything, final complaints. Anything. Do you name it, man? Bring whatever, it back. whatever you the, guys the want. Big Body Benz Award, do you remember the, the Big bi- Body Benz? The Big Body Benz Award, dude. That's that's the a, weekly update for your football. Like your football team was weekly. It was like a weekly update when you were the DC. Oh for yeah, the fourth oh grade, the, the year, the, the year that the we fit team, the fit the, team, yeah, right? the team that ran the table. I got a yeah, trophy for that. There was all of, there was yeah. all of that. I mean, people heard all sorts of things, yeah. right? Yeah. Hopefully, everybody loved the fish gut story. That was this year, <laughs> wasn't it? Pulling out the gut, the the uh, the gut the casing, the gut ball. So listen, no fish were harmed. We've had. That so podcast. much fun. We've. We I want to relive some of that. I've taken. I've taken uh, as farewell. much. It, I've taken as much or more joy out of the interaction with people on Twitter, people that send DMs, people that you know just want our you want your opinion. They want to talk to you. That people yeah. and the show started as. Us being in the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese, being extremely close to the program, having family members who went there, who played football there, being being just you know a ninety minute drive away from the stadium, and, and feeling like we had so much to offer these people scattered all across the United States. So there's some no- huge Notre Dame fan in Nebraska right. or Idaho or Missouri or just somewhere that you know is they grew up Catholic or his grandma was Irish or this or that or whatever it was it's got this insane connection and probably doesn't have anybody in his hometown that's really a fanatic like he is to talk to. That's where yeah. that, that I mean, that's where this show came from. Totally. And and having those conversations with you all has been, has really been a, a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's fun. It's been fun. I just, you know, I think the circumstance of the of the regime and and the trajectory of Notre Dame is like, eh, you know, it's time. Totally, it's, totally, it's, it's time. It's multifaceted, it, it, no doubt. We can talk more about it in the final show, but I, yeah. I agree. The point is, um, it's very parallel. It's very parallel with what you're seeing with the program. I think you've seen the best at that end, that yeah. twelve and zero point. I yeah. think you saw the best of what you're going to get in this iteration, and and, and I think you've seen the best and, of us. And already. similar to Mark Richt, we're doing the mature <laughs> thing and saying, hey, maybe. Absolutely. Maybe it's time to step away. Yeah. It's better for all parties involved. I don't want to be Bill Snyder on this yeah. podcast. Like I'm re-upping. He's yeah. eight dudes, eighty-two. Yeah. Like he's just gonna, yeah. he's like gonna do another four years. You so know? you'll Ridiculous. have to uh, listen to one other those one of the other lesser podcasts next year, and I, we apologize for that. So at ND Fan Radio is the show handle. Uh, the hashtag is NDFR Final. NDFR, NDFR, ND Fan Radio, NDFR Final hashtag. Yep, absolutely. And uh, put put something in there in the next couple of weeks here, probably after the national championship game, we'll, we'll get our last show out. Anybody that wants to buy podcast gear, I've got all the shit dialed in. You know you know, this show sounds 9,000 times better than all those other dog shit programs oh, yeah. out there. That's the key, Everybody right? Everybody else recording on tin cans and kite string can't hold a candle to this so you want to buy this gear i'll show you how to use it we got it all i'll trade you for a clemson hoodie yeah there you go i'll trade you these headphones for a clemson all hoodie right. all right that's it we appreciate everybody listening we appreciate one foot down it was a fun season uh not not the outcome that you wanted but uh but certainly an outcome that shouldn't have come as as a massive surprise i mean i think notre dame could have put a would be nice to see him put one or two in the end zone there. That that make you feel better. But uh, but Clemson's a better team. They have been all season. They were last night, and uh, it's gonna be a doozy when they go against Alabama. I agree. Hope everybody agree. had a Merry Christmas, and uh, in a couple of days here, have a happy. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Blessed one, 2019. We we'll see you one more time. Holla.